Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. I want to wish everyone listening today a happy Purim. Um, this year, you know, I thought about the fact that uh, masks have already been popular for a whole year now due to coronavirus. Um, but other than masks, there's another aspect of Purim that, um, you know, a lot of people today are probably involved in, which is dress up and makeup and costumes. Um, and as you know, if you've listened to this show before at Jew in the City, we like to profile people that have interesting careers, interesting hobbies. We especially like to um, profile people that are into arts and creativity. You know, a lot of times people see um, orthodoxy and especially even, you know, the Hasidic or ultra-orthodox world as being very black and white. And uh, not surprisingly, uh, the dress of the majority of the community is in black and white. So it's not a surprise that people might see a lack of color there. But the reality is that there is room uh, within this community and there are individuals within this community uh, to have some flair to show their colors. And uh, today we're delighted to speak to um, a member of the Hasidic community who is a uh, I think a lifelong creative person and is involved in many different creative efforts, including photography um, and FX theatrical makeup. Um, Mikey Grinfeld, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thanks for having me. So, um, yeah, so I guess if you could give us a little bit of a background, um, just kind of like where you grew up, you know, the type of uh, Hasidus that you grew up in, and then uh, like when and how you discovered that you had this, you know, artistic flair. So I grew up in Borough Park, Brooklyn, mm -hmm. and my my father's like we're I would say the most to square new square um Hasidus. Mm -hmm. Um, then I went to yeshiva and I whatever I, I went to a different Hasidus not because of squares whatever, but um, mm -hmm. since I was uh, in the yeshiva. I got close to a different rope and I'm very mm -hmm. close to Munkach Rav now. Mm -hmm. So I would say that I'm Munkach. Mm -hmm. And when I was in Yeshiva um, in the later years, I would say, I think it was 2006, 2007, they asked me to help out with the counselors um, when the counselors needed assistance. I helped them out with whatever project they needed. And when it came to the major play, they somehow the last minute um the makeup artist couldn't show up well didn't show up whatever he traffic and this and that. i don't know exactly what happened over there and they were stuck that everybody had the costumes the show was about to start but no makeup yeah. i saw some makeup in the in the closet over there i i had no idea what i, <laughs> what I was supposed to do over there i just saw a bottle it said blue and uh, then i saw here so I, I, I don't want to, I can't imagine how the people took it off after the play, but <laughs> they had glue and, and, and here, all over, that's for sure. And, and it was, a, it was, again, it was a show, it was for the, for the, for the camp, and that's where it started. So then I saw, like, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, a lot of creativity, and I love, I love to be creative. I saw how I took one face and I made it totally like unrecognizable mm -hmm. and it was a good feeling people said oh it looks good i guess 
and then so so I decided that you know let, let me try it again a few weeks uh, I think the next week they had another play from a, a bunk and they weren't supposed to have even makeup but hey I had some leftovers mm -hmm. so I went for it I put up some beards on a few kids and, and I made the one one kid more angry looking more uh, one one kid more uh, sad looking and I don't know and it just went from there and there the next the next year a few camps um, heard that a year before I did some makeup at a major play and uh, another few uh, bunk plays so they started calling me and asked me and they asked me if I if I could do the makeup so I, w I actually drove to Pennsylvania to a makeup store mm. and and I actually sat there with a with a salesperson. I asked on every thing, what what exactly is this product and how is it used? I have no idea what's flying. <laughs> um, so that's how it actually. Oh, that's how it started. And mm -hmm. later on, later on, I I did it. Of course, I, I since I since I did it quote unquote officially for other camps, not major. But I, I felt like I'm, oh, I'm doing officially makeup. So I, I kind of dove into it a little more. I researched, I got books, and I, I actually bought a whole set for like a homeschool set. Like it comes with DVDs and some homework that they have to, it's a whole program at home, hmm. uh, which helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. And once I got hired for the biggies, so to speak, in the Hasidish world, um, for the, the, so let me give you a round, like what that means. Basically, yeah. since the Hasidim don't have much of entertainment out there, right? They don't really watch a lot of movies, videos, mm -hmm. and they don't sit on YouTube much. Again, everybody's different and everybody makes their, their own decisions. Let me make that clear. That's, it's not a box that everybody does this, but the overall. The mainstream, right? Like uh, Disney World is not so popular. Oh, and mm -hmm. this world, mm -hmm. um, and and neither is Spider Man. Just saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> basically, again, nothing negative or positive. This is just how just it is. A fact, right? Um, yeah. And so basically, the only time when they could buy, have entertainment is it's called Chalamoid on either Pesach or Sukkot, Passover and Sukkot, mm -hmm. um, which mm -hmm. is four days, and they they. Usually, it's basically a time for them to enjoy, just to have a nice family time, quality time, either with their parents, fathers, mothers, whatever. So, um, the Hasidish, uh, there are two companies that make um, huge productions. And when I'm saying, I'll say huge productions, it's actually a beautiful, a beautiful, professional, humongous production. It's usually in NJPAC, New Jersey Performance Art Center. Which hmm. has like three and a half thousand seats, and it's wow. usually full. Yeah, hmm. and they have four to six shows. So wow. you're talking about big productions. They spend like I know I know that the production costs them over a million dollars usually. Whoa, whoa! Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's big. Are you talking about legit big productions? I know I I, I we my team of makeup artists. Um, that I hire for the productions, they do a lot of productions and they, they're usually wowed with the production that's going on on stage. 
you would you're, never you're saying are you, you're talking about non non-jewish people you're working with are seeing what yes. them are doing and they're uh-huh, uh-huh. and they're they're usually blown away you're talking about the props the props could cost sometimes over 250 to 300 thousand dollars you're talking about legit huge humongous productions that they really put a lot of work into it to show that you know what you have like the, you're, Outlets. You're, you are limited in entertainment but when you have entertainment it's going to be all like the best quality and it's, it is mm. it, i have to give it to them it's how long really, has this been going on for do you have a sense of how many years these productions have been happening for so so first of all they they made productions in the past but it was more like in brooklyn college mm-hmm. um, and smaller theaters mm-hmm. um, it wasn't at this level um the people that kind of put it onto this like up to this level they're called the interim hebraya interim means either under or behind and all their plays are interim something it's their their first play the first show was interim bank it's called it's under the bench and the second one was interim fenced behind the window another one was interim um build behind the the, like what's behind the picture or into an oven under the oven oven yeah. oh i got that one <laughs> exactly yeah um, so wait, all so, the... so this is all are, are they writing everything from scratch or are these just original plays that they've written are they musicals like what what are these productions include so they're actually they're actually written by them for like okay. my, one of my favorites is Internet Ricken behind the back, and that was a, a whole play, a whole show regard, about the Revolutionary War. They're very into um, bringing back his bringing history. So they huh. they're gonna every show is is based on a certain era, and they take the era and they they imitate the era like hundred percent. The costumes are custom made. Everything is custom made. Custom for like uh, they have designers and. It's it's rich productions. Wait, so when you say behind the, you mean sort of a story behind the revolution, not like behind uh, the bookshelf. There's like some dirt there, not that kind of behind. But when you say behind, so the, this internet means like behind the the story behind. Yeah, so basically, internet is behind the back. So somebody, of course, it, it's all about the Revolutionary War, and of course, you had a spy. Um, between the English and the uh, Americans, somebody was on the other side, and he went behind the back. So it's interrelated behind the back. So everything is based on on what they're doing, like what what it's all about. Like uh-huh. this is uh, fascinating. So yeah. and, and where do people come from? So you're telling me three thousand seats per show and four shows. So we're talking twelve thousand men um, mm-hmm. are coming out, boys, boys to men. Is this just in the New York area? Are people traveling from other, you know, out of town communities as well? So it's a very good question. I actually met by the last show, I met a family and they said that they they were debating that they live in Israel or London. Hmm. Either or. And they were they have grandparents over here. So whenever there is a show, they come from london or israel i don't remember where but they travel in for the young for the holiday the young to the grandparents and they're here for the show as well meaning to say like this gives them the push to come 
And um, do women get to watch or women make their own productions and men make their own productions for men? How does that work? Women, women do have more productions and okay. also very professional productions. And this specific um, show, these specific shows, they usually have, um, it's called a live, live hookup or something, whatever. They could watch it in different halls on mm -hmm. screen. Where the women will watch it. Yes. So they're not going to be in the home. They're not going to be in the same auditorium. Mm -hmm. But they do have a choice to see it live in elsewhere. You know, it's interesting because I've actually spoken to women, um, certainly Orthodox women, and I've heard about um, some of these, you know, Haredi or Hasidic uh, productions from in, in the female world. And I never actually thought about the fact that men do this too. So this is fascinating. And really having um, kosher outlets is so important for everyone. Um, what about, so, okay, so we're talking about, we've talked about the set, the costumes, the makeup. Um, who, like, are, are there tryouts? Like people have to like try out to get the part. Like, you know, I mean, we talked first that they're writing the scripts. How big of a team is uh, this, um, this company that's putting these productions out? They do, they do have additions, but usually when they have, usually when they have a character that fits the part, they don't mm -hmm. like advertise, hello, we need another actor. It usually goes mm -hmm. word, word of mouth. One of the actors is, is going to refer another, uh, let's say, either a relative or a friend that he knows that he feels that is going to fit the part. And they, mm -hmm. the, like, let's say they have three uh, people that are, fit for this character they're going to audition all three and see who's going to be the best for that specific um, but do, do they have sort of a, a troupe of actors that are in most of the shows or each show um different people play the parts they they have it's it's interesting how they they developed as a both companies they have two different ones is the interim and the other one is the epic spiel both of them have these like kind of like a family group that mm -hmm. you know that these are going to be the actors. Like if mm -hmm. one of the actors are not going to be on stage, a lot of people are going to be disappointed. That's kind of like a fan base. Got these it. People, uh, yeah. So, so celebrities, uh, Hasidic yeah, celebrities. Exactly. Yeah. Basically these are celebrities. And if you're not going to have, imagine, um, uh, I, I, I'm, imagine one of the fast and furious without the, one of the main right. actors. It's, right. 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 No, I get it. I get it. So it's it's a, a group that they're expecting to come back. And just to clarify, are these plays only, or is there ever any music involved? So the the Ibn the Inter and Chabraya are very musical minded. So they're mm -hmm. it's especially they made a the the last show was Inter and Steel is behind the throne, mm -hmm. and they had actually like a twenty minute just musical, and it was actually beautiful. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love the idea because I love musicals generally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that was that was a really really nice one, really nice mm -hmm. one. Um, the other one, the epic, is not so is more like uh, acting. It's more acting. I would say I would say intern is more theatrical like, mm -hmm. and epic is more movie like. That's that's mm -hmm. how I differentiate it. Which mm -hmm. both are beautiful, but that's the difference. Do they ever, you know, as we're talking about it, I thought, and I do want to talk more about the makeup and sort of creating the, you know, hidden look, the Hester Panim, but I'm thinking also another theme connected to Purim is the Purim spiel that, you know, sort of there's this tradition, and I didn't actually even, 
I never thought about, do you know anything? First of all, do they do anything around perm? Is there any sort of perm spiel that's done from yes. any of these companies? Or Okay, so it's good to tell me about that. Spiel, yeah. Perm spiel also has a, a history. Um, not that I'm so fluent in the history with perm spiel, but I know that it depends which which area the people come from. Is it from Hungary or Russia or, or elsewhere? Um, Lita, so Lita, they never had a perm spiel as far as I know. They didn't. They didn't they weren't so into it but let's say hungary and russia those communities did have um, not all of them but a lot of communities did have perm spiel and that's on shushan perm which this year shushan perm is shabbos so they do it matzah shabbos mm-hmm. uh, and it's a minute that goes back generations mm-hmm. um, for example there's a, a interesting thingy um, for y- years ago by the Minchas Alazar and Munkach, that was um, they, one of the years they made a play called Yosef Spiel, Yosef, the selling of Yosef, mm-hmm. and then it was made into Yosef Spiel. But the, the, the base of Yosef Spiel comes back from the Minchas Alazar, they made it by the Minchas Alazar, and then they made it again in Nitra, um, well, like, I'm not sure how many years ago, I think 35 about, and then they made it Yosef Spiel. Um, I was on Chalamoid, and then they made it uh, Zad Nahamadol, which is also Yasser Spiel. They made it again like 10, that's probably by, hmm. by now 20 years ago. So that's, All right, I'm looking here, and uh, it looks like, okay, it looks like the history. I'm just Google, I'm Wikipediaing it right now as we're talking because I never actually, you know, when I was in seminary, we did the perm spiel, and I know that it's a thing that people do, but I never actually gave too much thought about it. It seems like it started off with um, sort of telling the story of maybe McGillis Esther, and then um, kind of transpired into other other types of plays. Yeah, maybe... it is possible, because uh, how many times could you make the same play? Just... Right. So, yeah. Right. So, so basically, um, 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 they tried to make they, it. So uh, later on, they, they tried making plays around um, the Nach. So Shlomo Melech, Dovda Melech, and then Yosef, and so on. Uh, but nowadays, it's more like uh, stories of Tzadikim. They base mm-hmm. it around that. Yeah. So I mean, and I think just, yeah. Sense. No, and I think, you know, the theme in terms of like what the, per- on one hand, like sort of everything is being, I think, um, sort of carefully crafted by Hashem. That like sort of every, sort of we're all like moving um Hashem is sort of the director of the play in, you know, yeah, in a sense 100%. of the original Purim spiel, and then everyone has their part. Um, and that there's maybe like the hidden message, which, uh, the, you know, the hidden face of God. So that sort of brings us now more into um, the makeup part of it. Um, tell us about some of the different, um, you said you've had to create makeup for different eras um, for some of these different uh, plays that you've done. So tell us about some of the, the looks you've had to create in like the different eras that you've uh, and been involved for these plays with the most popular the most popular character that people were like like recognized right right away when he went on stage was george washington by mm-hmm. the play instant american behind the mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. um you should um that was that was the the most common one then of course every character is designed beforehand and, and, and it goes through the directors and producers and everybody like they have to make sure that it's what the vision is like the vision is mutual as they say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um there uh, uh, 
for by one of the incident Shved, I believe. Yeah, by incident Shved is behind the sword. Um, I had a I had a character that he was officially like a terrorist, but a hands-on like you know he just likes to. He was just a this evil guy, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to bring out like this character as if he he went through something that uh, didn't work out well. So I had half of his face scarred like with deep scars as if he was burnt. Oh my God, I'm looking at that picture right now. That's pretty uh, terrifying and quite realistic looking. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was that was his uh, that was that. Um, but again, every every single every character has to go through approval and, and it doesn't it doesn't just happen. Okay, let's do some makeup. It goes mm-hmm. with be planning. We're planning for usually a, um six to eight weeks in advance with with like Usually by eight weeks to minimum six weeks, I know exactly mm-hmm. how every face is going to look like, and I start prepping from there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm looking out to, and you mentioned gluing beards on. I mean, most people you're working with have beards anyway, but you're enhancing their beards essentially, right? Is that the the idea, or? No, it's actually harder to put a beard on a beard. Aha, uh-huh. got it. Okay, uh-huh. very fascinating. Um, and what about um, what about Purim? You also do um, makeup for people like FX makeup for Purim. Uh, you said this is a smaller part of your business, but um, do you have any stories or any faces you've created or any looks you've created around um, the, the Purim holiday? Purim. Yeah, it's, and it, stories are endless. I, one of my favorite characters was actually one of, I would say one of the easiest. A guy came in, a guy told me that he had, he once and I, he's, he can't decide, he was looking for an idea for Purim. Mm-hmm. I told him, listen, sell me, send me a selfie, let me see how you look like. He sends me a mm-hmm. selfie and I told him, you know, you look like, you look like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> can we work around that? Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Tell me what to buy. So I told him, I directed him, I told him, buy this ad, buy this, whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I actually have a, a picture in the firm section that, that. Mm-hmm. and that's it. He, again, if he was spot on, he was, uh, when he walked in, people thought, like, uh, people thought about LinkedIn, at least. Mm-hmm. And would you say most people in your community get pretty, uh, into the holiday in terms of like dressing up and uh, kind of going all out? Is that pretty common in, from where you come from? Everybody wants to do something. So everybody has their own, for some people, Purim is just another day, another mm-hmm. pressure day that they have to go around and give themselves money and then have, they have to meet teachers that they don't want to meet. Uh, it's, it's a whole pressure. Mm-hmm. But for some people, Purim is literally their life. I have people, um, <laughs> mess, I, have, I have a few customers that, when it comes to after Sukkot, they start messaging me about Purim, about ideas, about things. They're so into it for months and months before exactly what they're going to do. They have the costume already by Hanukkah. They have already the costume and they're all set up and they're, they're, they're this, it's their, basically they, they feel it's one day that they could let loose and they could be themselves, basically. That's, I think, how they feel. And they, they could just dress up however they want. And I don't know. 
and yeah, they they they're, they're literally like they're they think about it all year, all year. I'll meet them in the middle of the summer. They're gonna mention something about Torah. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a guy here. What play is this? I'm looking right now on your website, Skull of a Genius, where again you've done some pretty gross stuff with the guy's skin and his teeth are all black and um wow that's pretty uh, yeah, pretty that's, intense looking what do you think about perm costumes this year we're thinking that everyone's going to do something like coronavirus related or pandemic related do you think that that's going to be the theme for a lot of people or do you have any sense of like what some things people are thinking about for this year it's it's tricky i'll tell you because there are, there are two types of people there's there one there's a there are the types of people that just don't want to think about it, don't bring it right. into our conversation anymore, just right. let's get over with it. Yeah. And there are people that, that want to build on it. Yeah. Um, so that it's uh, it's very tricky. I'm also curious. Uh, as of now, nobody wants to dress up really anything corona-related. Not like a, a spike protein looking like a coronavirus. Well, my family, our theme this year, we're doing aliens invaded because we figured with such a crazy year so far, why not go one step further and say uh, now aliens have come. But um, no, nothing in the way of makeup. We just thought that that was a fun, a fun theme. Um, to, I guess, one last question, and then I'd like people to hear how to contact you. For anyone listening um, who wants to get into FX makeup, um, I mean, I think... What I hear from you is that you got an idea, you saw that you enjoyed it, and you went after it. Do you have any advice for someone listening about um, how to pursue, you know, some sort of creative interest, or you know, maybe along the lines of uh, FX makeup? Hmm. So, the best way to, if you love it, just do it, practice, and keep on taking pictures of what you do if it really looks good post it but only if it looks really 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 good Mm -hmm. um if it looks okay just take notes look Mm -hmm. at it see how you can how you could do better Mm -hmm. and do it again Mm -hmm. that's that's what i would recommend that's how that's how you could get out there that's basically nowadays 2021 this is the way but if you're going to post pictures that are not going to be perfect rather don't post it rather don't mm-hmm. post the post perfect stuff mm-hmm. and again not 100 perfect because nobody in the world is 100 perfect right especially me <laughs> um but if you feel that something is good and people are gonna how if so, it, put yourself in a, another person's position and look at the picture as an outsider and see okay how will i enjoy it um yes and try to get out there but uh, don't look Build, build yourself so other people should should find you instead of you finding whatever just running after others mm-hmm. this is the way that's why I, again everybody has a different opinion i just have one out of a million opinions there are other nine hundred thousand uh, opinions but this is and- this is this is what this what this is worked for me like, and let us know, let us, let our listener, uh, listeners know how they can see more about your work and, you know, book you to do their own FX makeup if they have an occasion to uh, put a crazy face on. Where, where can they see your work? Okay, so my website is a little, is, is a little complicated because it's Hebrew and it's a Hasidic way of saying, of saying Hebrew. It's punamchadushes.com. So it's P U N. I M C H A 
D-U-S-H-E-S.com. But um, my name is Moshe Grunfeld. You can find me on Instagram through easier on my through my photography, Moshe Grunfeld photo. My website is moshegrunfeld.com. Mm-hmm. And those are the best ways to contact. You have the contact info on all of them. So moshegrunfeld.com, you could have a direct email to me. And Kunal Kadushas, you can see my website as well. Amazing. All right. Well, I guess you have your uh, your next Chalamite show coming up. So we wish you a lot of Hatzlacha with that. And really fascinating to hear. You know, it drives me crazy that traditional media never reports on parts of the Hasidic world that everyone else can relate to. Everyone can relate to, you know, productions and theater and comedy and, you know, and, and creativity. And um, right. it's so, and I've been working with the Hasidic world now for several years. And I, you know, I had never heard about this until today. So thank you so much for, uh, for letting our listeners know. Yes, um, actually, wish you- another thing for that, like, for example, now I'm, I'm working, I'm putting out my second movie, not me myself, but I have a partner, Baruch Perlowitz. We're putting out movies and we're putting out a movie now that called Desperate Measures. It's coming out Um Yeah, if you see it, you can, like, you're, never, you're not going to believe that it comes from, a, I would say, in the circle and how, how would they be able to see the movie? How, how could they uh, learn how to see the movie? It's going to be... Okay, so for this Chalamet, it's only going to be available um, in, as for showings. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be advertised, and we're not sure exactly which or when. Okay. But it's going to be advertised in the local papers. And it's going to come out on DVD probably in a half a year. That's okay. the... Yeah. Amazing. All right. Makeup artist, photographer, and movie maker. All right. Well, uh, continued Hatzlacha. Amen. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. And thanks so much for listening and have a free and porn.